What's up, kids? Welcome to an Hollyjuku's Talks episode. We've been away for a little while, and now we're back. Um, our good friend Petey Rave over there has just come back from South by Southwest, and we're going to talk a little bit about what he got to see at K-Pop Night Out uh, and some of the other attractions for the the K-Pop fan. Yeah. <laughs> K-Pop yeah. And, and elsewhere fan. Uh, yeah, I, I got to mm-hmm. see uh, uh, quite a few shows, uh, including East Asian acts and non-East Asian acts, and all throughout. Had a fun week in South by in Austin, Texas. Uh, spend too much money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, it, if that ain't always the the truth. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm I'm I'm, you know, I'm excited to recount the tales of South by Southwest. Okay. So, I think we just we just get to it. So let's let's talk about K-pop night out, and then we'll talk about the trip overall. Um, who we I know we talked about the ex that were going to be there, but who did you get to see? Who were you excited for? Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk. We'll start with K-pop night out. Uh, it was an interesting experience. So some of the acts that we kind of got to see, we got to see some really cool indie acts. We got to see. Uh, the whole feel good music crew, uh, Hyunin mm-hmm. was there. Uh, we got to see, and then all culminated with Red Velvet. Uh, so I'll just kind of like tell the story of of that day. So uh, uh, I did. It was kind. It started eventful. I went out there. I uh, decided to uh, pick up a, a dozen uh, Voodoo Donuts, a box of a dozen Voodoo Donuts, which was nice. You know, uh, had a I borrowed a. Uh, uh, borrowed a patio chair, or well, like a like a camping chair. I think one of the camping chairs that uh, Waffle Office had. I went ahead and borrowed one of those. I went over there around twelve one, uh, and then there was already a line, <laughs> like <laughs> a nice sizable line. Uh, and that was fun. Uh, got to hang out there. Met up with uh with our one of our line friends from last year. Uh, one of my yeah, my line friends from last year, Lisa. Uh, she was cool, and we you know, shared donuts, hung out. Um, uh, it was interesting because uh, I'd we could look at the lineup, and uh, and if you looked at the lineup on the South by Southwest website, there was an interesting thing that I noticed, and kind of for some reason wrote off and dismissed. Uh, and I don't know if I still talk about it on the show, but. The fact that they had listed uh, the Red Velvet as last at like one thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. I kind of wrote off as like just, oh, that's a preliminary listing. They're not going to put them that late. Um, they're going to they're they're put them, I think I even talked about the show, that they're going to put them in the middle. It's a K-pop act and it's going to go transition to something else and it'll be the hip hop party at the end. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we can... We could talk about the re- the reality right now. Um, yeah, let's, let's I'll start with the the beginning. Big Phony was cool. Uh, uh, I started out with Big Phony. Uh, he was kind of yeah. more of a a, a low key kind of a singer songwriter guy. Uh, he got joined by No Brain by a couple of members of No Brain and Brad mm-hmm. of Busker Busker of all people, <laughs> okay. who's, who's, who's there. Uh, doing other stuff for Southwest Southwest music, uh, which was interesting. 
Uh, but I liked him because he he, start, he started off his set by going, "Hi, my name is Big Phony, and I play sad songs." <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was just like it was pretty fantastic. Uh, and he kind of had that banter going on, on and he kind of had that like, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you guys if you guys feel like going to have a drink or going to the bathroom, it's cool. I understand. Yeah, uh, it's 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 the thing during my set. I understand. Uh, kind of downplaying himself or having fun with the audience, which is cool. Uh, he he had the more of the low key, less hype uh uh sets, so he fit Mm -hmm. perfectly right at the beginning. Uh, Yeah, and but he still did a good job, and and the audience were engaged, uh, and they had fun. Um. Then it go got into No Brain, which is a which is cool. No Brain themselves, which is an easy transition because their instruments were already on stage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it worked out. Uh, but yeah, No Brain came out and they were a punk band doing a punk show with the oh's and the woos and the yeah yeah yeahs, you know, <laughs> like. And that was the the easiest thing to win over the crowd. You, you can imagine the crowd was jumping down, up and down with 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 uh, with all the energy. They were hyped as fuck right from that yeah. set. Uh, and it's easy because it's good classic standard punk rock, bog standard punk rock uh, sing along songs that you don't have to know the lyrics to ahead of time to sing along to. Because, you know, they got the whoa, whoa, whoa's and the yeah, yeah, yeah's, you know? <laughs> uh, and those are easy to follow along with. And that, yeah. that was fun. Overall, it was really fun for, for, for that act. And it was, a, it was a nice, exciting time. Uh, good old punk rock fun uh, with the shirtless lead singer. Uh, also, they capped off their set with the drummer switching with the lead singer and singing a song about soju uh, while he had a couple bottles of soju and was pouring out uh, into the mouths of the audiences. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was drinking, had, taking shots of soju on stage and pouring down people's mouths and pouring it into people's drinks uh, that they would uh, give out to him, <laughs> uh, which was fun. <laughs> yeah. It makes me, made me a little sad that I wasn't up front. But then again, I would have had to wait at there at like seven in the morning and have a badge. So that's okay. <laughs> uh, but it was it was fun. It was it was a nice, fun punk rock show. Uh, at that point, uh, great energy. Um, yeah, and then it transitioned over Galaxy Express, which is a little bit of an odd transition. Uh, only only because they were a cool rock. You know, rock group and they high energy rock group, but they didn't do it like oh, No Brain had a lot of like back and forth with the audience and like him like going make some fucking noise, woo, and just singing along the kind of classic stuff and like talking with the audience. And then uh, Galaxy Express just kind of got up there and played their songs. <laughs> didn't really talk to the audience all that much. They just kind of played the songs, but they played really good songs. It's just like they didn't have anything like a back and forth. They just kind of played really tight music. Um, yeah, and I think there was a like less of the audience was like as into it as it were in no, no brain, but there was still some energy there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Those. The, the, I think 
a nice selection of of like non K pop indie acts, which is in in these three, I would say. Uh, are you are you are you familiar with any of these acts? Uh, uh yeah, some of them we've talked about on the shows yeah. previously. At least um, no brain, I think. No brand we've talked about Big Phony we've definitely talked about Galaxy Express I'm not so sure about um it doesn't sound familiar Big Phony we um, haven't talked about but at least I don't I'm, have a link for it Okay we may not have talked about it on the show but we have talked about Big Phony before Yeah uh, I will I will fight no tooth brain. and nail for that <laughs> Uh but we haven't talked about it on the show but like uh but yeah they're, they're really cool No Brain kind of is a long standing uh, punk band but uh and big phony i want to see them apparently big phony had a, did made a movie uh mm-hmm. about like a, a romantic movie where he goes to korea and meets a a, a female singer songwriter girl korean girl and they fall in love i, I don't mm-hmm. know that, how much more of a plot there is i just saw it in the background while he was playing a song one of his songs and then they play the trailer every once in a while. Uh, yeah. I, I doubt it's a very deep movie. A very ex- great movie. But it seems like a cute movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but, yeah I think uh, um, I'm, I'm going to venture to guess I'll probably be making an effort to bring more of these bands Onto onto the show. Yeah, that's what future. happened after last time. Is is that kind of made a big transition for us to talk more about indie stuff and more stuff like that, um, and kind of changed our our the the way our show worked. Is that every time after South by, I think our the projection of our show changes a little bit. I mean, I mean, I kind of stay grounded in idol K-pop, you know, and, and <laughs> stuff like that, and and rap. Um, but but I think it's. It, brought out more stuff for you you know yeah. so so this getting you into like kind of you know maybe ska and like kind of other punk stuff that's going on in korea would be cool too because that's what we always want to talk about we always want to talk about kind of all the the, the breath of um, east asian pop culture yeah and you uh, i do like that you, you bring the foundation of of boy groups and ratchetry <laughs> Dude, there is something tweeted out today that if it goes correctly, it's gonna be. So... <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of hip hop, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about let's talk about the middle of the show. Okay, so at this point, I was like, so I, I like I discussed there was what was listed, and there was what I had rewritten in my head, assuming it was going to be that way. Because I figure, oh, that has to be that way. It's it's a right for the flow of the show, and then like what? So at, at the shows that um, in between the S sets uh, on like a big screen in the back behind the stage, it would show of different videos. Yeah, about, about three hundred and fifty-seven times, it was an advertisement for uh, the upcoming Winter Olympics. <laughs> no, I think it was more like 437 more times. 437 times. Yeah, yeah I remember. I, 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 I had, there were times where I was at the bar getting a drink, so I missed a few. But then I, th- I remember that I, I, I noticed and I counted a few extra. So, 
uh, there were at least like 437 of that same ad. Um, but other than that, there was also music videos from the different acts. And usually, so as the night progressed, then uh, after the end of the one person's act, they would tend to more play the videos of the next act. Uh, maybe interspersed somebody else, but mainly like the first thing you would see is the, what, the next act. And after Galaxy Express finished, I was like, all right, that was a hype show. That was all excitement. I wonder how Red Velvet's going to follow that up. And then I kept seeing videos of, for, of Drunken Tiger. Of like, or like, bang, 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 bang. I was like, hmm, are they actually gonna. Okay, and then like, they started bringing the DJ set out. <laughs> the big table with the DJ set and the laptops. And I was like, okay. Alright. And then, yeah, and then feel good, you know, they, they played the next artist. Drunken Tiger. Uh, and, uh, okay. And, yeah, Feel Good Music came out. <laughs> uh, okay. They said Drunken Tiger. Uh, let, let's be honest. So, the, what, what followed were two sets. Uh, mm -hmm. One of them was the Drunken Tiger set, and one of them was Yoon Mi Rae. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the reality was Feel Good Music Phase 1, Feel Good Music Phase 2. And I will give them right. that. Feel Good Music Phase 2 was still all of them, but it was mainly Yumi Ray songs. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, they add, they kind of ended it with uh, with a with a uh, Drunken Tiger, with like an MFETY song, but it was mostly like... Uh, but we'll get to that part. So the Drunken Tiger, uh, I'm going to get... Cause I, it, so it basically... If you've ever been to a hip-hop show... You kind of know what, 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 how it went down. It was the crew on stage, uh, doing the songs, hyping the crowd up. Uh, yeah. It was Tiger JK interacting with the crowd, uh, teaching them how to curse in Korean, uh, <laughs> throwing, throwing water at the, at the crowd, drink, you know, uh, Tiger JK proclaiming from the very get-go that he was drunk. Because, <laughs> uh, because, uh, uh, also, what was okay? So, also, uh, one funny moment at the beginning of the set that made me realize, uh, made me remember, and uh, it made me realize something that I already should have figured is that uh, Tiger JK early on in the set asked if he was if he was okay that he would be cursing, uh, <laughs> except okay. for the fact that. All three bands that pr previously played with him cursed several times during each of their sets. <laughs> so, whereas if you, which we would say, like, yeah, at this point, I don't think anybody's really going to stop you. <laughs> uh, which made me realize, oh, they weren't here at all <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> they showed up five, maybe five minutes before their set. Drunk, right. like, stumbling oh, off the van. We made it. Made it back. All right. Uh, is it all right? Uh, I got some songs that got curse words in it. And then everybody like, bitch, what? <laughs> like, We've been saying fucking <laughs> shit all day. Like, yeah. It's 18 plus, bro. <laughs> Which, by the way, it was 18 plus. I don't know if anybody knows. It was 18 plus, And I, I still say that it's one of the best parts of K-pop night out at South by Southwest. 
is that it's 18 plus. That and the fact that they never invite boy bands. So, so I can't bring my kids? <laughs> no. Don't bring your kids. Damn. Uh I think that's one of the saving grace. Well, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would think it would already kind of uh, be a very well-known 18-plus if you got one of the acts pouring soju into the crowd. <laughs> yes. uh, which uh, <laughs> which I, I can't yeah. imagine. I don't know if he checked I was, if they were 21. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or I don't know if he knows to the, check if he's 21. Because <laughs> you forget. There's also the fact that in Korea, the drinking age is 19. <laughs> Look, uh, something got lost in translation. Uh, All right, don't worry about it. We got this. Uh, makes me think of, uh, what was it, uh, uh, the Jessica Crystal episode where they're hanging out with Tiffany and Hyoyeon. And it was, uh, it was, who was it? Jessica, who was it that was saying it? I want to think it was Jessica or maybe Crystal. They were saying like that uh, they were wanting to go to to like California and try to drink, even though I think Crystal was still under twenty one, and then and then try to pretend they don't speak English and go like Korea, Korea alcohol eighteen okay. This is the top but uh back to the matter at hand. Uh feel good music. Uh it was it was actually it was a really cool it was a really cool performance. It was a hype as hell hip hop performance. The songs were fun. Uh you know, they, they you you had Tiger JK out there in a the handbook like looking like looking like fool. Um you had uh let me see, I'm gonna there's, there's some really good shots. I'm gonna link you, Kaz, over in Discord, not to mess up my, uh, not for the sake of not messing up the Skype uh, shape. Uh, but there's some nice shots of, uh, of well, it looks like I think Tiger JK in Hanbok and a cowboy hat, kind of. Uh, it was mm-hmm. some great videos. Um, and they played songs. It was it was cool. The the crowd was was into it. Uh, they, they played, uh, Check the Rhyme, they played Sweet Dream, which is a really great track. Uh, they did, yeah, they did, a a little bit of, like, they threw fun little remixes, like, uh, they had a little, like, a one-off quickly of, like, So Fresh and So Clean, uh, and then, uh, they had, uh, Anne One, who's one of the members, who's a singer, did a, did a cover of, uh, of Lil' Kim's Crush on You, or, like, a kind of a remix uh, mm-hmm. or kind of a different version. Uh, and then they had Juno Flow on there. Juno Flow came out and did a couple songs. He did uh, Infinite Styles and Deja Vu. Uh, and he did he did fantastic. Uh, it was great. And then they then they then they hit us with Monster, which is which is awesome. Uh, yeah. And that was at the point. So they hit us with, with Monster, and they kind of like. All right, the music stopped. That was the point where everybody kind of looked a little confused. At least in this article, they seemed a little bit confused. I don't know what the confusion would be about. They did say there was going to be two sets. (laughs) Uh, And it made sense. The DJ set was still out there. And then, like, they had the DJ uh, DJ Zomano, who I think they borrowed from Dumbfounded. 
did like yeah. a little bit like of a DJ set where he just kind of played like uh, stuff. I don't remember. It was like it was like just just like a mix of different things, um, just like standard party music. Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was cool stuff. And then then they kind of uh, brought out Yuma Ray's set, and then that was uh, I think. I I can't help but think what the K-pop night out officials thought was going to happen because I I have the sneaking suspicion that they thought that Drunken Tiger was going to come out do a rap set they're going to break down and then Yumiri was going to do a ballad set or something I I don't know because I don't know what they I mean but have maybe they never not. heard any of their music. I don't know. I mean, that's just me assuming. They probably did it. I don't know. But uh, she kind of came out there full force. She started with Black Happiness. She went into Payday, which was hype as fuck. Uh, you've heard Payday before. The whole crowd. And it was like, at this point, it was like a hyped crowd packed of like the, uh, a packed thousand person venue, like shoulder to shoulder. Uh, there's great shots of, of from my Instagram of like how packed of it. Because I was, I was at that point. I was up in the, uh, in the in the balcony area, because uh, I kind of want to get it out of the middle of the crowd uh, mm-hmm. and hang out with some friends. Uh, and yeah, and they kind of it, it, it was it was cool, uh, and it was a really great atmosphere. It was really cool party atmosphere. Really cool hip hop set. Um, and it was exciting. Everybody was hyped as hell. You know, we're getting you know, good party atmosphere, good party feel, great hip hop feel. Uh, but I have to say, this is the back to the thing of like my my thoughts in the back of my head of how I ordered the show and what actually happened. I couldn't help sitting there thinking like, yeah, this is a great atmosphere. This would have been absolutely perfect at one o'clock in the morning to two o'clock in the morning, finishing off the night and not have to have this be followed up by two other people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you were there and you felt the atmosphere and then thought about the fact that two other people, two other acts had to follow it. Yeah. That we're not this kind of act that we're not this kind of hype hip hop act. Uh, he, I, I couldn't help but think it's like, th- th- where, what were their, like, like yeah? What, how do you p- plan the flow of the show like uh that poorly? Um, but I, I so uh, let's take a moment and think, right? So you got to think these people are thinking about the fandom of K-pop in looking at YouTube views and shit like that, right? They they don't really think about the way the, the actual fans kind of view things, I think. Like, I think they, they forget to realize there's a lot more people who kind of, I think, start with traditional K-pop and idol K-pop um, and then find other things, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, like when when you book the the big gimme which you know for them it was 
Huey Lynn and and uh, Red Velvet, right? So those those are those are their big gimmies, right? Um, and when all the blogs are gonna write about, oh shit, they got you know Red Velvet and they got and they got this and they got that, or like last year they got Orange Caramel, you know, or or Crayon Pop or or whatever it is, like whatever that yeah, Mama Moose. <laughs> Yeah, whatever that K-pop big gimme is, that's what everybody else in the atmosphere is going to talk about. But the people who are going to go are going to go based on those other acts that they follow that are going. Like, for you, that really big thing was the time where... Um, um, can't think of the, the uh, group name. Love Exterio? Yeah, like, for you, it's like the Love Exterio time. I, I'm pretty sure there were people there that were super fucking hype for No Brain. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I I know there, was, there were people there. There was somebody right behind me who was like, <laughs> for like keeping it hundred, like hundred percent energy for both No Brain and Galaxy Express to the, right. to the point where it's like she turned to me. It's like she, she accidentally uh, kind of uh, I don't want to say hit me. She accidentally kind of rubbed her like arm against me and like when she we were transitioning, she went up to me. Is like, hey. Um, my favorite band's gonna come up. It was Galaxy Express, so I might accidentally hit you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was like I, I'm like, yeah, no, this, that's that's cool with me. It's like, it's a show, man. We're here. We're here to have fun. Like, don't 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 need to apologize to me uh, for having a good time. Like, this, this is good. So yeah, there were people there for that, and I would say like the big thing is that they didn't realize is that with for for a lot of the K-pop night out crowd. Uh, they're there to see everyone. Ultimately, when they're there, they're there to see everyone. They may have come to see like certain acts, like a lot of mm. them may have come to see Red Velvet, but they made the commitment to be there, and they're gonna be there to see everyone. <laughs> like a lot of because they tend to give energy to everyone, they give everyone a chance. You never hear them. You'll never hear that crowd like try to boo anyone off the stage or be impatient and try to say, "Hey, bring the." Brings a main event now, you know, like no, they they come out there and they, they'll they'll check out all the other acts and give energy and have fun and be there for the whole thing. Uh and so so okay, so I think the I think the what was that? Uh, I think the biggest like thing that uh that highlighted the the issue here and why and the order issue was the fact that right after that, there's a big party atmosphere. So right after that, uh, was going to be Hyoden set, uh, which was delayed because they had to spend a considerable amount of time wiping the stage down because it was wet <laughs> from water <laughs> and from like whatever else that was spilled during from the, the fucking fuck. excitement that was MFBTY. Exactly, which caused the big delay for Hyoden set. Uh, which ultimately caused a super condensed, well, not super condensed, it's like a condensed red velvet set because they had to, because uh, the shows, so Austin has a hard last call to 2 a.m. Like, and all of these shows have to end at 2 a.m. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Like, it's 2 a.m., that's it. Nothing after that. So when it was pushed back, 
Uh, suddenly it was 130, 130 something. And then finally Red Velvet was able to start with less than half an hour to, to do their set. So only got to do a few songs. They didn't get to do their whole set. Uh, which was a shame. Uh, let's talk about Hyorin. Hyorin was fantastic. It was, I think Hyorin was fantastic as far as like her energy, uh, her style. She, she didn't just do like a set list of like dance numbers and songs. She actually kind of like, it was a good flow too. Like she had her couple of like hits, uh, but she doesn't have a lot of singles. So she kind of did some remixes of her songs and some dance mixes in there. Uh, yeah. Some good like if, uh, in between stuff, especially for her, like uh, some good freestyle moments for her dancers. Uh, she had a pair of dancers. Um, she had a really great breakdown dance movement moments and like, uh, she got she got her she got her uh, Beyonce on. She definitely like was trying to do her own little mini Beyonce set, uh, which is fun. And part of that was uh, she did a lot of like interacting with the crowd uh, from a uh, body language point <laughs> of constantly being close to the crowd and actually like uh, shaking hands with like the people in front, waving to everyone. Uh, but like constantly like being up close to the, to the audience, which is nice and get everyone excited. She didn't, she didn't speak much English, like very, very little. And she actually did most of her banter in between almost all of it in Korean, which is, <laughs> which is like, okay. All right. I mean, there are Koreans get in left the audience. out. Uh, get left out. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is nice, but she looked great. She looked amazing. Uh, and she danced amazing, and she sang fantastically. She did a, she did a, a her own cover of Bang Bang, uh, complete with doing all the parts herself. <laughs> she, she was uh, she was Jesse J and uh, the other one and Nicki Minaj. Uh, who's the mm -hmm. third person that does uh, is Ariana Grande or yeah, Ariana Grande. Yeah. Grande is the size of the drink at Starbucks. Grande is the name of the person. Ariana Grande Venti Latte. Ariana Grande Soy Milk. Uh, she did fantastic. And that, honestly, like, her her and Haley, uh, they, do, they do fantastic versions of that song that I kind of like. Mainly I like them better than Ariana Grande's parts. <laughs> Ariana Grande. Mm. Parts, so. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. But the, she did fantastically. She she hit all her notes and and got that crowd uh, really hyped and excited. Uh, and yeah, the, the the crowd was into it. They, she was into it. It was a great performance overall. Uh, and then transitioned into Red Velvet, who were adorable and shy <laughs> like, and did their best and wendy did most of the talking uh and they did a couple songs they did uh they did uh uh they opened up with russian with a russian roulette uh they did a couple album cuts uh they did dum dum uh and then they i believe that that was okay those some songs 
And I believe after that, they wrapped up with Rookie. Okay. Yeah, and it was, so it was like five songs. So, uh, two, three of them were singles. I think that was a, that was a nice little set. And uh, they, they were expedient about it. Uh, they had interactions with the crowd, waving to everybody. They made sure to have that. Uh, the dance members were great. They looked great. Uh, Joy had an adorable short bob haircut and that I absolutely loved. Uh, it, it was it was adorable. Uh, and then at, and and it was it was you know capped off the night nicely. Everybody was excited. Everybody was singing along to the songs because a lot of the crowd obviously were there for for Red Velvet. And uh, I don't know. The, it I still think that at that point in the night. It was a weird mm-hmm. time for them to perform, and a weird point in the set for them to perform, especially with the vibe that they had. Um, I don't know, like it's still, and I go back to it. It still would have made a lot more sense to, I think, just switching. Uh, red. If you just switch Red Velvet with the entirety of the uh, Feel Good Music set. Mm-hmm. Um, with you know, right after Galaxy Express, Red Velvet comes on, and everybody's excited for that. And right after that, Hyoden comes on. Uh, if you if you do that with and then see the, the way I do it. So the three bands they perform, they set up with Red for Red Velvet. Uh, Red Velvet and Hyoden didn't use. The if there was a the kind of an elevated part of the stage that was the uh, the platform for the drums that neither Red Velvet nor Hyoden made use of or really went back there for. Yeah, you, I'd say. Granted, like I said, whatever whatever time they were scheduled for, chances are MFPTWR was going to show up five minutes before that time, whatever time that was. Uh. But you could have set up the DJ set and have it back there during uh, during Red Velvet and Hyodin, just sitting there, ready. Yeah. And then right after Hyodin, you could have brought out, you know, kind of have the videos playing and then brought out the DJ. Because I believe they had their own DJ and Dumbfounded DJs there. Dumbfounded's DJ there. I, that would have been a good time to, like, just in the middle of like in that transition time between even once you have the DJ set hooked up, even while you're trying to like making sure that the other pieces of equipment are working, you just have the DJ go up there and start a transition set and then feel good music. Phase one, have the other DJ set, feel good music phase two. And then that cops caps off the night and there wouldn't have been delays because the mess would have happened at the end of the night. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I I, th- yeah. I think I think so. The one thing I would say, I, um, the one concern was that I, I one I a concern I could understand is the idea that maybe people would leave after Red Velvet, and the place wouldn't be as as packed. But I don't think they would have left, at least not until Hyodin. 
And then if you, if right after you fill it in, you have something going on right away that's like hyped and has people excited, they'll stick around. Um, yeah, I, it's weird. Like, I, I understand. What, what, what time did the, it, what time did it start again? Uh, it started, so doors were, doors were around seven. I believe it started at 7.30. And then the... <sighs> yeah, it's weird. Like, it started at 7.30. Uh, yeah, started at 7.30. Uh, it was a big phony, 7.30 to 8.10. Uh, no Brain, 8.30 to 9.10. Uh, Galaxy Express, 9.30 to 10.10. Drunken Tiger, 10.30 to 11.10. Yunmi Ray, 11.30 to 12.10. Kyoden, 12.30 to 1. And Red Velvet, uh, 1.20 to 1.50. In reality, it was 1.34 to 2. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they were already scheduled to do a 30-minute set, but it was... It was uh, I, I think... I think, I don't think that, I I wonder if they're going to do the same thing next year. Uh, Hmm. I wonder, because, again, as far as, like, people showing up, as far as people having fun, I think it went fine. It was was a cool show. Uh, And people were excited, so... I don't know that it necessarily failed. It just felt weird to me. And I think, honestly, at the end of the day, it might just be me. And it might have been, like, and uh, uh, my friend, my wine friend, Elisa, did agree with my, my sentiments that I was <laughs> I was very boy, uh, very much expressing. But ultimately, the, the, the crowd enjoyed the night. So... If at the end of the day the crowd enjoyed the night, then I guess the show went off fine. Yeah, I, d- I mean, yeah, it, I don't know. I think it's just I don't know. I think it's it's weird, right? Because it, it it just is. It's a long show, you know. Yeah, it's a really long concert. Um, yeah. that I think. And any anywhere else, I think it would have started earlier, you know, like yeah, because because the 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 venue and the and the people putting it on would have known it. Hey, we're gonna be putting on a pretty long show. People are gonna be doing a lot of songs in their sets, and like maybe the the cap would have been around midnight one instead of getting closer to two, you know. Yeah. Um, I think. And uh, and it. Yeah. It makes that headline a little bit more palatable if if the headline is around maybe ten eleven yeah and then at and then at twelve one you know yeah but I think I don't uh, know dude yeah. I think the kind of like I, I don't know I think just the way I pictured it just helped with the flow of the the style of the show lot better yeah um yeah they just need to make they just need to put me in charge they just need to put me in charge of it all and make me mc yeah 
put me in charge of the booking uh, and make me MC of the show. Get on that, South by Southwest. Hire me. I'm your new K-pop night out MC. PD Rave. And your booker. <laughs> I'll, I'll plan your show for you. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, let's touch, so let's, uh, let's touch on the, uh, I wanted to just touch on kind of a couple of the other acts I got to check out throughout the week. Okay. Uh, nothing major. I got to see a couple of other acts, and then we, uh, we can talk about speculation for future K-pop night outs and, and whatnot. Uh, I got to see Neon Bunny, uh, and a cool little kind of, she participated in a cool little, like, uh, showcase of, uh, female singers at Valhalla. Um, it was nice. She was, she kind of played a, a neat little set. It was just her and her, her laptop, uh, playing tunes and singing to them. Uh, straightforward because it makes sense because she's an electronic artist mostly. Uh, and, you know, it was nice. I, I, I met her. Uh, I bought her CD. Uh, I proceeded to lose her CD at the, at, at a food truck that night. Mm hmm. Made me sad, but at least I I supported her. <laughs> uh, then and I got a picture with her and uh, he I uh, said hi and uh, and it was nice. Uh, it's on my Instagram. Also, uh, made a nice brief little visit to a, a cool little Asian rock show at Maggie Mays. Uh, only mm -hmm. saw, I saw a couple acts because I was kind of like on a curfew. Based on who, uh, based on uh, uh, the kind of sleep times of the person of uh, for at which I was staying, yeah. Uh, so I only got to see the Finn, uh, which is a really cool rock act, Japanese rock act. Uh, they they had a really nice set, really fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I was there with uh, Roberto, old Vincent four hundred four, uh, Roberto Villegas. Uh, I got to see him there. Uh, it was a cool set, and I also got to see Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra, who are, uh, I, I hadn't heard of them, but they are a veteran uh, Japanese ska uh, jazz group, uh, and they, they brought the energy, and they brought the ska, and it was, it was a fantastic experience. I wish I hadn't had to leave to catch the train uh, to get back <laughs> to where I was staying. So I would have stayed there, and I would have gotten to see a bunch of other acts, and I would have gotten to see No Brain uh, the first time, uh, one time, uh, other than K-pop Night Out, and it would have been fantastic. But otherwise, it was still a cool little experience. Uh, so it was, it was nice to see some of the acts. I, I like that like some of the, that some of the indie acts, uh, including Big Phony, get themselves booked elsewhere. I think by necessity, but but it's really cool. Uh, so that it, it's not just them at this one show uh, that is this hype show, but they're getting their voices out there to different audiences, uh, which is nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, future K-pop night out. Uh, I want a fantasy book. Uh, the indie acts, we, we can't... We're, even I'm not as familiar. I could probably throw a bunch of different names, but it's hard to just sound like say these are some indie acts I want there. But there, there's a few. Like I'd love to have the Cox out there. I'd love to see some some of the other ones, like the Solutions, a few others. Uh, 
but let's talk about in the K-pop slot next year. Uh, who who you predict? Who do you predict? Who you calling? Um, who? So Red Velvet has had a really good uptick this year, and I think that's part of what what got them booked, right? Um, and it's usually a girl group, right? Mm-hmm. It's very, like you said, it's never a boy group. Um. Because the, the the year it's a boy group is the year I go. <laughs> joking. The year it's a boy group. The year <laughs> joking I don't, face. I don't, I don't, it's, no. Um, it's the year I go to Japan night instead. <laughs> Sorry, boy group audiences. Who, who has a good uptick right now? That's kind of coming up and probably um could be Hyuna and those other bitches. Uh, um, CLC. No, it's just Fiona and those other bitches. <laughs> no, yeah, CLC. Um, that was rude. No, I like CLC. Uh, and they get a lot of shit for being... <laughs> they do get a lot of shit for being those other bitches next to Hiana. Um CLC. Uh, yeah, CLC, being molded I think. in her image now. <laughs> That's like the one comment we saw where it's just like... Uh, Oh, do you guys not know CLC is just a tryout for the new four minute, which is going to yeah. be Hyuna and whoever she picks. <laughs> yeah, whoever she decides. It's like it's like yeah, that was the uh, the whole uh, reformation of Beast under Hyunsoo who left the group. Like yeah, it's like um, that's a nice thing for Cube. CLC is I don't know CLC is coming up pretty big right now, um, and it's kind of the first name that pops into my head. Um, there I think is the possibility, yes. right? And this is a big possibility because they're actually being promoted and pushed. Uh, of uh, Blackpink. That that'd be a big possibility. That'd be big. That'd, that'd, be, big. that'd be fucking big. That's another goddamn. But that's another name. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've been thinking, like, I was, like, thinking, it's like, man, this is a, a long way, this is, yeah, this is a fun experience, uh, but I kind of, like, there are other things that are conflicting, and I kind of want to see, uh, you know what, it, it was, like, the thought I had, like, you know what, I'm gonna have just a short list of acts that, if it's not them as the K-pop act, uh, uh, I'll just go ahead and check out something else, it's kind of a variety thing, you know, check out Japan Night instead, or, you know, something else, mostly Japan night, just so, cause I, I've been neglecting Japan night. I, I neglected Japan night this week and I, I think that's a really cool show. Uh, but then I actually started to think of names and that long, a short list became a very long short list. <laughs> um, I think honestly, I'm going to go ahead. My, my bold lead pop like prediction is card, uh, for next year. Uh, even though they're not strictly a girl group, they're a co-ed group. I think that for the international appeal, it could be them. Uh, let's see. Either them or... Uh, as an act, that's kind of like an uptick forming uh, G-Friend. Mm-hmm. Could be a major act. I mean... It depends on if if being eighteen plus. Uh, um, it depends on if eighteen plus applies to 
uh, the Axis one, uh, which uh, Red Velvet lucked out because Yeti just turned 18, like I think like this past month. Uh, but I'm not sure how old um, G is. I think they're underage. But if that's not an issue, maybe G friend. But I'm thinking card. Uh, but there's there's some there's some other acts that I'm also thinking that might be might be good for that. Uh, like EXID. Uh, like there there's some like if 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 by some miracle, girl somebody for, like either Tetiso or the entirety of Girls Generation get booked, I'm gonna be there at like six o'clock in the morning. In a fucking tent, fuck it. Uh, or if by some crazy decision twice, end up there. That would yeah. be huge. I I don't think I'd be able to get in. I'd have to stay overnight. <laughs> if twice get booked. Uh, yeah. Uh, those are my thoughts. I I think I'm gonna lot. My prediction is card with the possibility for G friend. See, I feel like I feel like I feel like card gets booked no matter what kind of thing. Card yeah. gets booked in that that spot before the big book. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, like we're sense. we're Huey Lynn. I can't, I don't know. I can't Shut say in. her name right now. Shut um, in. I fucking walked into the end and I can't say her name. Um. <laughs> I've never had a problem with the name until right now, but um, I think I think they either get booked in that spot or they get booked in kind of the Yumi Ray spot. I don't think, and and it, there's no there's no slight on them, but I don't think they're in the prime book spot just yet. No, I I yeah, think they're sense. building there, and I think I think they could get there by that time next year. I don't I don't I don't doubt that they could. But if we're talking about who's on that uptick right now, they're just starting. Whereas Blackpink, to me, CLZ, to me, have kind of been building since last year, you know? Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that that card can't be there in that in that time before the next before these people start looking to who they're going to book, because you know, they're already kind of looking at it anyway. So there's already going to be kind of a top list and there's already going to be those people that they're talking to that they can get. Um, and I feel like card is one of those names in the list that they, they're like, Oh, we could get card cards. No problem. Cards, not something we have to put in work for. You know, when you think about that primary slot, that's that's generally somebody in that slot is somebody they had to kind of probably work to get, you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, a card in there. Uh, and then I think that the prime slot, I think probably, yeah, I'm seeing what we're talking about. And that's why I kind of threw in some of the, G, somebody like G friend. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I would honestly, I, I would, I would probably go lean toward black pink. But since I, I'm gonna go ahead and let you have it as your prediction, and I'm gonna have G friend, and we'll still we'll have it yeah. fun, you know, variety. See who wins. Yeah. It's like it's a contest or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but if they were gonna book a boy group, uh, fucking uh, the Big Bang in three years or uh, five years, really. Let's be honest. Shit. All right, stop. Um, or. BTS. Ooh. Oh no, that's 
So that, that that's that's uh, if you're that, at that point at that, that point if you're not camping out if you're not camping out on Monday you ain't getting in. I'm sorry. You gotta you gotta show up two weeks. You gotta show up two weeks ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. Like, you, no, all you gotta you, you know you gotta all the army, get there now. Get there yeah, now. All the army, you know, all the armies are just gonna get badges. <laughs> just gonna get like oh thousand dollars to go see BTS. Boom. <laughs> I think like, I think my kid is in the army, dude. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, <laughs> let's end this. Uh, we've kind of yeah, been- this has been a Holly Jukey talks. It's just us talking about South by Southwest. Uh, you know, Holly Jukey talks are the kind of things that we want to talk about. Not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Might be somebody's cup of tea. So we like to kind of do them anyway. Make them a little bit of an extra. Uh, for everybody out there. So if you if you kind of wanted to hear about the goings on that happened at South by Southwest, this was for you. Uh, if not, we got a normal episode for you guys to check out as well, where we talk about music and then kind of the news of the week. So go check that out. Uh, if somehow you ended up here and all the way through this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but no, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, see you in our normal episode over there. Mm-hmm.